0: true north podcast for canadian spurs fans by canadian spurs fans welcome back to the true north podcast uh, bill daniel here your host and uh, lots have happened since episode one uh, season one uh, we're now on spotify and apple Podcasts. that took a lot a lot of uh, quicker time than we anticipated and i'm sure we'll be out there with many mothers uh, later and um, lots of emails and um, congratulations and uh, commitments to listen to and also i think i've put enough guests to line me up until the end of this season which is fantastic but i more than a welcome to entertain more um and then uh, i have a guest with me this week our first guest on the true north pod um alan so uh, alan is the uh, a- Director at large is a grand title at Vancouver Spurs, but is, is involved in a lot more stuff. Uh, I know Alan uh, for a number of years. In fact, he was meant to hold my hand and feed me beer while I got my first ever tattoo, a Spurs one. He did neither. He just took pictures of me and uh, and uh, and had some fun. It was a, it was a great experience. And that tattoo is nearly a year old now. So time flies. So welcome, Alan, and um, welcome to the True North podcast.
1: Uh, Thank you uh, for having me. Uh, Congratulations on the first uh, True North podcast. Uh, Look forward to uh, being your first guest and uh, talking about all things football.
0: Yeah, thanks. We've got to say soccer, I think, as well. I'm used to football, soccer, and I instantly translate either way. So (laughs) I I went through my little um, why I was a Spurs fan, and I think like with lots of podcasts, it's a great tradition to ask, you know, why you're a Spurs fan and a little bit of history around that. So over to you.
1: Um, I actually uh, been a Spurs fan probably since '81, '82, um, back in the, the FA Cup uh, stuff. I started out as a, grew up as a Queens Park Rangers uh, supporter with my family coming from Surrey and and Sussex uh, back in England, and then I just because uh, it was different times back then uh, in '81, '82. You didn't really get uh, live uh, TV or video. It was uh, more you've got the odd radio. Uh, station you get or else you get the newspaper um i had a neighbor um that was a uh assistant coach um with uh, the vancouver whitecaps so he uh definitely was not he wasn't a spurs fan but uh got me talking uh more about uh soccer back then as well um with uh kind of transitioning from the whitecaps and stuff as well um so yeah so i've been uh 81 82 um the good times and the bad times obviously
0: <laughs> for sure that's yeah. a that, that's a span of time that has definitely had its peaks and troughs
1: oh yeah it's it was rough uh over those times but you know we didn't get a lot of uh of cut like you didn't get a lot of tv stuff the odd time you get some stuff on on the tv but um i lived in australia for a few years uh back in i guess eighty eighty seven 87 to 1990 and you did get a lot of live uh Soccer there, which was good. Um, Just being over on on that side and being a lot of uh, English uh, people that lived uh, in Australia and that at that time, so that kind of was a good uh, kind of to see some matches live and things like that. But it was nice to uh, join the Spurs uh, group here in Vancouver uh, when I found out about. I think I ran into you, uh, Bill, at a Vancouver Whitecaps game, and I think either you had a Spurs shirt on or I had a Spurs shirt on. And uh, we kind of started talking, and that's when I started going to the Bimini.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if my wife was involved. Uh, she used to chase people around BC Place. Uh, any any time she saw anything, Spurs, and, and basically run them down and, and tell, <laughs> tell 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 them about the chapter at the time. So so tell us a little bit more about your involvement with um, with Vancouver, not get it out, Vancouver Spurs, and also your involvements with the Whitecaps, Whitecaps, and Rain City Brigade.
1: Uh, yeah, with uh, the Spurs, like you say, I'm uh, uh, at large. <laughs> I'm uh, I like doing a lot of stuff. I'm I really like uh, organizing the swag and and the you know the shirts and the hats and things like that and helping out wherever I can. There it kind of gets the the Spurs logo out there and it, it hopefully it'll build our our Vancouver Spurs uh, here. Um, so I do a lot of that stuff and uh, events coordinating and stuff like that with you, Bill, um, as we go into our I guess. Third year, second year, third year, actually at uh, the uh, Railway Club, um, and with the Whitecaps, Vancouver Thank you for Whitecaps. Uh, I'm uh, one, part of the Rain City Brigade. I'm in the on the creative uh, kind of group and the setup and teardown. So what that entails is um, we do all the banners. Uh, we from, from scratch. We think about them and then we design them and and paint them out at either my house or we a couple of the pubs uh, in Vancouver have space that we can uh, borrow from them. Uh, and we just do the big uh, TIFOs. Uh, we've had a couple of really good success, uh, successful ones the last couple of years, so uh, it's been great. Um, I do, uh, what else do do with the Rain City? I'm uh, on the board there. We kind of uh, make sure we have for the march and I, I carry a flag uh, in with me at all times, a Rain City Brigade flag. So when we had the, the junior teams, the development teams, I go out to there and, and just show the support um, for those groups as well, because not only do we just the main teams, but also the supporting and the development teams as well. Uh, also, we're um, our my family here. We actually are a billet family for the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps uh, female, the Rex Elite team, which are uh, young ladies that are coming up from uh, grade eight. So, what's that? Uh, thirteen, thirteen, fourteen-year-old up to nineteen. Uh, when they go on to university, and with, with that, you know we support them as well. We take stuff up; uh, they practice up at, uh, at 40th here, which is a facility here in Burnaby, and also up at uh, the university at Simon Fraser up on the hill. There, we actually go up for their their games, and we actually just show support by waving the flags and you know cheering on on the girls as well. And a lot of them have actually from those the team in Vancouver here have moved on to uh, play for and represent Canada um, at the different uh cup challenges and and things like that most recently we had um my niece and our billet at the time uh last or this year uh they were in dominican republic that's Uh, fantastic yeah yeah so very involved um with the the two groups and they kind of interchange back and forth um i do kind of the same for both groups but it makes it easy and it makes it fun uh to get people out supporting and just that common uh passion
0: for the game yeah i know and and you've got uh like both logos of the spurs and the rain city uh, inked on you permanently so it's a great passion that you have and i know as well that I really enjoyed going to see the White Caps and seeing Alfonso Davis, you know, even before you broke into the first team. And yeah. I know I know you for a short period of time I had Thea Bear with you as well, who's who broke into the White Caps first team recently. Yeah. Uh where, staying with you. So I only wish I lived closer to um to those areas to be able to bill it as well. It's a, it's a fantastic way to give back to the, the community. Uh, so uh, turn it note and following on, um, so what's your favorite spurs moment uh memory that you have uh, you can have more than one but uh do you have anything in particular that jumps out at you um uh, for us to talk about
1: um well we got what four hours for this uh, <laughs> no, we I've can do a, if you want i've got a few you know it's uh you know one i'm i really like um uh, delhi alley um so the one i think it was last season i think or even the run up to the champions league i think obviously is i think Every Spurs supporter uh, can't deny that that's been a, a highlight. Uh, if you've been supporting for over ten years, um, is the the run up to the Champions League final, uh, but also for me it's a, the sideline save that Delhi did uh, in one of the matches. It just kind of solidified why I really like his passion. Um, he gets the gears all the time for different things he does. He's a, he's a young kid, um, but that's uh, he's going to develop and he's going to be a great. Uh, down the road, but also, everyone knows uh, with the Vancouver Spurs how how much I like Suzoko.
0: Yes, <laughs> and I,
1: I get uh, when I first had uh, the Bimini when I first got that jersey because uh, the number seventeen, and and I'm like, oh, okay, and I wore it, and then every else, everybody started taking the piss out of me, and then I had my revenge uh, when he uh, got his goal, and and uh, I I like to kind of show my jersey every once in a while with that on it. So yeah, so it's uh, other there's tons of different plays and different moments and just the the players uh just seeing them react to different things especially with the times you're going through right now um how they're giving back and and things like that. So yeah, it's, it makes me proud to be a a Spurs supporter.
0: Yeah, I I've a uh, Delhi Ali on my um lock screen on my phone where he's showing his ear to the chelsea away fans and they're all showing their gratitude back in yes. various ways with various numbers of fingers
1: yes, there's, <laughs> lots of, there's, lots of waving. there's lots of waving in that that's actually i think i've got one of that one of those i think i had it on my on uh, one of my social media things for uh probably a couple months because i do have a lot of uh really good friends that are uh those blue Chelsea supporters. But uh, yeah, I like to put those digs in all the time and uh, many of bets I've lost, but also many of bets I've won um, with the, that, uh, that rivalry there.
0: Definitely. I think, you know, I've, you know, the daily alley goal against crystal palace is crazy. You know, as I mentioned before, oh. you saying the one where he kept it in field, but both for the crazy goal that uh, Harry Kane scored against Arsenal. And then I think it's just that little, that, 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 like, Devil in the eye—the little smile, you know, impish look—is, but you know, there's a there's a, a lot of steel in there as well, and you you yep. see that crosses the line a few times. But that's what you want—you one of those players that you love him on your team, but you'd hate him if he was on somebody else's. Definitely, you know, definitely, if, yeah. yeah. So he's it's it's a bit like Lamella, you know. Yep. He he has that the dark arts as they call it. You know, he has yeah. some of that. It, there's a there's a card in him everywhere you look at, but he just <laughs> has that little. When he comes on, you know, I know he's been ravaged with injuries and he's spent a lot less time playing for us than he really should have done with both these Mm -hmm. hip problems. But, yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. So, uh, thanks. We're going to come back to you in a second, but I was going to give you a couple of updates uh, from stuff across Canada. One directly involves uh vancouver spurs which has uh they'd be king luckily on a zoom chat uh, for members only uh unfortunately on the 13th of june they may open that up um to uh general but there's only a maximum of 100 people can be on that zoom chat so i expect the members to kind of grab those those tickets fairly quickly but if it doesn't open does open up then look out for that i I also saw from Toronto spurs a call out for um the Scotland Yard, their pub has opened up and they're asking people to support the pub in general. I don't think, obviously, there's no games yet and there's no news on games, but it's great seeing uh, some of the venues opening up and those, all those pubs and clubs and bars have all gone through a hard time and um, anything can be done to help um, all those people involved in those things to, to keep open in general, but to keep open for all the Spurs fans is fantastic. Uh, also, again, reference back to um, uh, the... SpursCanada.com uh is a great area to look at where you can find out to um watch games uh things are being added to that on a regular basis and also the spurs in canada facebook group um i'll reference that later on in one of our upcoming episodes we've got some guests uh, with some new clubs starting up but I'd like to open up discussion as well obviously we've got um operations startup for the premier league and uh Thoughts, and so we've got. We've just had a player tested. Well, we don't know player. We just had somebody within the group tested positive today. Uh, at the time of recording this podcast uh, from uh, from Spurs. So, what are your thoughts surrounding uh, starting up again, and and the the positive test that we have been seeing?
1: Yeah, I've been watching um, the Bundesliga, uh, obviously because of uh, Ter- uh, Alfonso Davies in there, um, and it's very sterile. Um, the the play is fast, uh, and you know you can hear everything going on. Um, so when we start up the Premier League, you know I think it's going to be a uh, much the same. Uh, I think the the guys are itching to get back and, and start playing again. Obviously, it's the same as all of us supporters that we're we're looking forward to seeing our teams actually out there again, just seeing our our favorite players and what have you. Um, but I, I am still leery uh, with the way you see things on there with some people having masks, I, I know they're not allowed to do tackling, but you see a lot of pushing and shoving and touching and, um, you know, guys, uh, the guys spitting on the field and things like that. And so it, it's hard to say um, how they can change it. I, I have no answers to say how they could change it to make it better. Um, and yeah, with, and with one of our, uh, people in our organization testing positive—it's um, got to be someone that's been on the pitch or in the kind of inner circle because you know not everyone, like you say, is is getting tested. Um, so it's very interesting to see how that's going to go, and with the uh, Premier League, and I'm also looking to see how the the MLS is going to uh, do that as well. Um, with that, I know just seeing some of the uh, Tottenham groups on. Uh, the different social medias and, and saying about season tickets and things like that and how, you know, are they going to let certain people in? It, it would just be hard. It would be, you know, you're going to have to have so many restrictions in there. Um, so I don't think they're going to have a lot of the supporters in uh, the places. In the yeah,
0: I, I agree. It's, it's one of those things where it's really hard to judge. I mean, you're going to have, uh, you know, there's going to be the odd player. I mean, the, the most, um, vocal one so far has been Troy Deeney from Watford who's got a young child with breathing difficulties and he's I don't think he's even returned to training and and uh, whether or not he'll even you'll even see him on the field for the rest of the season but the other thing that's interesting is um, they were talking initially with um, neutral venues for everybody and then they went to well no we're going to play everybody home and away uh, and now we've got a hybrid situation, which is seems ridiculous. Obviously, some of that's probably around the fact that you know Liverpool were going to win the title for the first time in you know thirty odd years, and um, they seem to be picking out certain games that they're going to be on neutral venues, and most of them are involving you know, Manchester United, Liverpool, um, in that environment. It's quite interesting that I saw in the list that the North London derby is not one of those in the list, which is, oh. which is, which is crazy. But it seems to me that you either do one or the other to do, if you want to say punish, uh, teams, even though they're not, they're not spurs, but you would like hate to have that happen to you. You know, if you oh, yeah. all of a sudden picked it up, but that leads me on to the kind of next thing is that I don't think there's any home advantage in empty stadiums. I mean, I, I really don't. I've looked at, the, the Bundesliga and uh, you look at the re- report. So I think the first 14 to 16 games, there was only two home wins. So yeah. I actually think it has a negative effect. And if you look at our run in, you know, we've got more home games than away games and, and they're nasty home games as well. You know, yeah. it, it, you've got, you know, Man United, Everton, <laughs> uh, the Woolwich Wanderers and Leicester uh, in there as well, you know, in regards to who we're playing and what, we- Oh yeah. Did I mentioned West Ham. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, um, the home games we've got is you, you've got to be off the um, off the blocks really really quickly. And what do you think about that?
1: I agree. Uh, I don't think there is an advantage um, with that. It's you're going into I don't know sterile environments. You're already uh, on edge, and and, that, and I think you're just you're hoping that you're going to play your best game no matter where you are. I know, we had uh, you know the season um, with before our stadium was built. Um, Away days <laughs> it was every every match. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of have to look at that, right? It's uh, I, I'm not, I, I'm not sure. Like I, I've been watching uh, even some non, not just the Bayern uh, Munich uh, games. I have watched some of the other ones as well. And you're right, there there doesn't seem to be an advantage. And you just got to come out and and play your game as best you can, um, with what we've got. It's uh, that's where I, I don't think there's going to be an advantage. And is it going to change the outcome of the league? Uh. Yeah, you know, I I don't know, and I, with Liverpool um, going ahead, I think they only have to, if I'm correct, I think they only have to do two wins, I think, or maybe it's three. Yeah, to yeah.
0: it can security. it can be won. Yeah, I think if if uh, if the Woolwich Wanderers beat Man City on Wednesday, yeah. and they then they beat Everton on the Saturday or the that weekend, it's done. Um, yeah. So it is really close. But the but the the interesting thing I, I look at, we're looking at the run in for Europe, and we're looking at the um, the teams that you come kind of almost wouldn't expect to be in the mix. The you know the Wolves, the Sheffield Uniteds of this yeah. world that are up there. You know Leicester flying high. Uh, and the, you've also got the addition of, um, of the two extra substitutes, the five substitutes. And if you look at how that runs together, that that's another interesting dynamic as well, because I can't think that uh, Mourinho is going to let um, the Spurs team start slowly. I mean, I watched some British uh, and Gladbach game, I think I watched, and the other team came out and were just like they were playing a practice game and they were one nil down inside a minute. It was, yeah. it was crazy. Um, and I've seen lots of four nils, five nils, five ones, um, you know, where teams just getting rolled over because, you know, there's no support or particularly if they're at home, you know, um, but the five substitutes is interesting because, you know, the quality of squads that most of the teams have now, it can only be to their advantage, but in the same oh, way, yeah. if you look at Sheffield United, look at them, that they are, they're a small squad. But they've had three months and they're all now. Whereas normally those teams would would kind of drift away with injuries and and fatigue, you know they're back to square one. So you know exactly, a, it's a new it's, season. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's, it's, a it's even harder. Season. Yeah, it's even harder for us to kind of get in the mix there. It's it is a little crazy. So, but I mean, we, with that in mind, I mean we've we've got about injuries. What have you what have you seen or heard? I think even Sissoko's fit, isn't he?
1: Uh, he is now. Everyone is. Uh, I think everyone's hundred percent. So, I, I
0: look. I looked up the same thing. I think so too.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm not sure. Like I, uh, when I saw the the five uh, substitutes, I'm like, I was like, oh no, you know, I didn't, because I must have missed leading up to that. Because is that a COVID thing where they did the five, or is that something that we had in the works?
0: No, it's um, definitely it's a COVID thing, and one of the things that they're trying to mandate is that it, you still can only have three substitution opportunities because they don't want to have extra time wasting
1: yes
0: and one of the extra things i noticed from um the bundesliga there were lots of almost no injury time games there was none of this there was a couple with with two or three minutes not really a lot of them there were players on players off you know not milking the crowd or winding people up it was very much uh on and off so yeah it's that's what the that's what the plan is but the depth is interesting Mm. Yeah,
1: I saw that as well. With the extra time, was definitely down in all the matches. And you're right, they're they're just coming straight off the field. They're not wasting time that way, and they're not, you know, like you say, kind of gearing up the supporters and things like that. Because if it's a home game, you're going to use that to your advantage, and that is an advantage having that. uh, They're the stadium's full because that kind of the atmosphere goes on the refereeing it goes on the the team on the field if they're down a little bit you you know you're getting you know people uh chanting and pumping you up i think that's a huge advantage but having the five uh thing I, i'm not sure if i liked it because like you say you know people are going to be well rested now and now you're going to be putting on it it becomes a, a managers game because they yeah. can wait until that minute or the time that they need okay they've done this change. So I'm going to counter with this one. So now they've got five opportunities where it's not, you're taking off a player. Cause he's had a, a bad <clears throat> match or, you know, he's having a bad match or what have you. Um, a lot of the, um, uh, teams I've seen play Bayern Munich have been, the guys are getting hurt and they're just taking them off. But normally I think they'd stay on a little bit longer. Mm, yeah. And now they're doing that. I know a couple of ones with, uh, Bayern, um, uh, that one with uh, Alfonso—I can't remember who it was—that uh, they clipped each other, and he went off. But yeah, it yeah. was just—it was a step on the foot. Uh,
0: and I think as well that the, the, all these guys are elite athletes, and I'm asking, him to play was it nine games in six weeks? And yeah. uh, I think Steve Perryman had an article in the newspapers in the UK talking about playing, you know, even more than that in a short period of time, and he played every minute of every game. Yeah, you know? uh, and uh, in the early '80s, I think it was the '82 season, uh, yeah. including a cup final, and. One of the things about that is that the fitness is there. You know, obviously it's a different level of you know, athleticism they have right now, yes. recovery and so on. But, you know, I think that, that there's there's no reason. So, again, the bigger clubs are going to have, you know, a, a, an opportunity. But I agree with you. It's like a start of a new season. It's going to be how the teams come out of the blocks. Imagine if you lose those first couple of games, you know, that yeah. can change whether or not you're going to be Champions League in Europa League or in Europe at all. Um, yeah, that, exactly. uh, yeah, and, re- and the relegation process as well. I mean, it's that I agree with you. There's tons of stuff. So, yeah. what do you so? What do you think about moving on? I mean, we got the, the that season start. We got Man United's first game up. Um, yeah. So, so that's going to be interesting. no we're, we're not you're going to find out a lot of stuff. But with a full fit team, I think we've got a whole hell of a chance of winning that game, and uh, and doing very very well for the rest of the season with everybody being fit.
1: I think so, and I I with uh, Jose there, I think. Uh, He's he's a manipulator. He can like with a full squad all fit, and for the short kind of time it is, I think we're gonna have some good matches in there, and it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a chess match. Uh, I think um, I'm glad everyone's back healthy. Um, did I want the league to continue uh, and finish it out? Well, no one wants Liverpool to win. <laughs> I would I would <laughs> like to see just a an asterisk beside the 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 year. Uh, would have been nice, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to have a good run. Um, with uh, with all said and done, because you know a lot of these guys, like we said or I said, it's uh we played away days for season plus, right? So,
0: that and that might be to our advantage. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I hadn't thought of, I hadn't thought of that. We played at Wembley for a, you know a year plus. We're used to the stri- albeit the crowds there. But I, I went to a game at Wembley. um the beginning of last season, the Fulham game, and it was weird. It, it felt like it was a strange atmosphere. So yeah. we, I, I think Spurs have been used to playing in a strange atmosphere. The only good thing about that day was, uh we won, but it was Harry yeah. Kane's first goal in August, which was fantastic. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, we but- look at a player like Son. Son, he's he thrives on that uh, that push from the actual supporters. He he thrives on that. You can see when when he needs to step it up. He looks to the the stands to help him out there. So there's a lot of players that are like that um, all the time, um, not just on, on on our side, but also on on the other clubs as well. Uh, so that I think with having empty stadiums, you know, some will benefit from it, some won't. Um, having the extra time to get everyone healthy, like you say, some of the 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 newer clubs up up into the first division. I think that's gonna it's gonna be a, an interesting time
0: yeah I, I agree it's interesting because uh, I it's the um, the mentality of the players as you rightly said you know you know those, those ones who who live for the adrenaline of stepping out in front of a full stadium and then that's how they motivate and lift themselves it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how how that develops which I, I mean I agree wholeheartedly with you and you often won't know until you know you know game one game two and then you know, hopefully it's the other team and they're two nil down and we're two or three nil up rather than us, you know. So yeah. it's it's um, but you may not find that out until uh, one thing I am interested to hear, though. Uh, the only good thing, you know, with uh, or bad thing with Bundesliga and the empty crowds is that I don't speak enough German to know how much they're swearing at the referee. So yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see if they got a bleep machine. Uh, exactly. uh, on on zone or anything else, you know, as we as we as we, <laughs> as we go through the season, because it could get quite fruity quite quickly, uh, and you might change your opinion of certain players as to what they're saying to, to the referee. Oh,
1: exactly, yeah, because we're going to hear a lot of that stuff because there, you know, there's no background sound. You hear everything that is going on.
0: Yeah, when you pitch side, you hear the odd stuff, but it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But uh, yeah, yeah, and so, I mean, we're talking about this end of the season and we've got squad fitness and everybody's fit and it's a great situation to be in. I mean, but now we're talking end of season and, um, you know, who's coming in, who's going? I mean, uh, uh, anything you want to comment on there? Anything you've heard of or any dreams and wishes you'd like to to have for us for next season?
1: Um, I actually like pretty much all the the uh, guys we have um, I'm you know there's some you're on the fence with and that's being a supporter you can bitch and complain about a player but you love them the next game you know it's it's uh, you know it, it, leading up to the Champions League final there were some people on there I'm like what the hell is he putting him on for and then all of a sudden he scores a goal
0: yeah so
1: he's done he's done a phenomenal um, you know pass from the side a ball that's just phenomenal you would have thought well he never had that before where would he pull that out but i like uh, what we've got i kind of this time of the year and i actually i haven't even with all this COVID stuff i haven't actually turned on my uh a, some of the spurs groups that i follow um i stop at a certain time every year for the last five years because there's so much hearsay and you get you know the the media and stuff goes on <clears throat> And I get tired of the backlash back yeah. and forth. So I, I'm happy, you know, I'm, I'm a person where I'm happy to see what we bring to the table every match. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like seeing, you know, who we're thinking of and stuff like that. Or, uh, even with me, I, I watch the odd uh, other teams, other clubs uh, play, and, oh, he you know, might be good, but it's, I'm not a manager, and, and I don't know, you know, you got to see the dynamics of, of all the different players and what you need to fill that hole. Um, where I'm at no means that at that level. I like to see my my club my my uh, you know the the cockerel on the shirt, and that's what I go for. Um, I've got to love love who they get and trust in the manager. Uh, you know, and, and right now in Jose, we trust. So
0: yeah, and and it's 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 strange situation with jose and uh, pochettino and all the stuff that's going on again we don't know we're not on the inside of it and there's only there's only a couple of things that you know i i've i've heard and i've heard repeatedly which i know is is uh with Jan batong and Gary you know, basically there's a potential for his contract not being renewed and yes you know kind of aging out of as it were and um that's, that's sad to see because he's been a fantastic servant uh, for us, if that's the case. And then there's rumors around Lamella and uh, whether he's going to go. And, and then you've got, you know, uh, Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth on a free transfer. That That's another one that's been around and spoken about a lot. My favorite, um, one, my favorite one, though, is Cavani from PSG on a free uh, to support Harry Kane. And I was like, yeah, OK. <laughs> that, yeah. <that's, laughs> he's banking.
1: Yeah, I just want Harry Kane to stay healthy and get back to where he was. But, you know, when he's not there, you know, Lucas Morrow steps up and, and, and Delhi sometimes. But, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I I, uh, I wait and see. I'm always uh, yeah, yeah. kind of in the back lines. And I kind of, you know, I kind of do, I'll look at a little bit, a couple of things where if I, if I do hear it, like in the, uh, at the railway when we're sitting in there and, you know, people start talking and I'm like, okay. So I kind of put that in the back of my head and then. I'll go and I'll go home I'm sitting. I'll actually, I'll look at, look up the player and look at some stats and, and try and see, make my own opinion. If I think he'd be good or not. Eh, Sometimes it is. And sometimes it's not. But like I say, I'm, I'm, you gotta be able to know the dynamics and how that's going to fit together. You need that 10 year to have that in your, in your kind of, in your back pocket to know what's going to help the club and what's not going to help the club. And,
0: definitely and i think they're looking at a new director of football as well which will you know it's a different dynamic and we've had yes. them before and about how you bring and, and bring players in but the but the market's completely different now after you know post-covid 19 people yes. looking at freeze and transfers and and, and lots of different options uh, but also you know some of the bigger players that maybe were out of reach maybe are but i mean i think as well going forward you're looking at now we've albeit the stadium is still got obviously major payments back on its loan the amount of revenue that's coming in from from that place now is huge and that's a but that's a major hit as well with not having any bums on seats for games is you look at how much you know they bring in per game uh, exactly. and, and it's the same for everybody so nobody can sit there uh, around the world and all of a sudden demand you know I heard uh, Leon Cresswell from, Leic- from Leicester to live yeah. uh, to Chelsea or Liverpool, eighty-five million, uh, and I he choked. choked <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I don't think he's worth that anyway. But if, in this climate, no chance. It's, it's, no. I don't think it's going to happen, and uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So with that in mind, I mean we've we've got you know everybody fit, uh, everybody healthy. Hopefully, we got one that is uh, from what I read on the on the Spurs website. Uh, whoever the individual was and they're maintaining privacy for um you know that reason who that person is but they are asymptomatic which is great yeah and they're in seven days of isolation hopefully it's been caught and there's nobody else uh impacted or affected for for you know a multitude of reasons not just the selfish uh football ones for us but just for the health of everybody around them but uh I, i think that um what do you think you know, the, the, the next few games. I mean, I'm going to hang you out for predictions here. So, I mean, I'll give you a rundown. I'm not going to give you the whole season, but I'm going to give you the yeah. next three, right? Whether, but I don't know whether or not they're going to change the order. I mean, I hope they don't because that's the way it was, was before. So yeah, as, as it was, the next three games that we are meant to play was Manchester United at home, West Ham at home and Sheffield United away. Over to you. <laughs>
1: um. I, I, I always say it's going to be three-one. <laughs> Not all. <laughs> That's the safest one. That's the safest answer all the time. Um, I do think we're going to win all those matches. Um, it, uh, do I want? I want to see some uh, some great goals. Uh, just because I miss it, I'm just craving to see my guys actually put a ball in the back of the net. Um, so I think the, like, just because so, I've been watching, uh, Alphonse, the Bundesliga with, uh, them and there, I think they're at like four matches with, uh, like zero. They've, they've had zero uh, goals against. Um, can we do that? Yeah, I think we can. Maybe Sheffield United, yes, maybe it'll be, uh, three, zero, but the other ones, I think it's going to be three, one. I think we're going to get... Man City or Man United? Sorry, I think uh, we're gonna come out strong because it's the first match, Uh, and like you say, I think that's gonna set the tone. Um, If we come out fast, like you say, and play our game, and kind of put everything behind you, and and not really, it's gonna it's gonna look like a practice or sound like a practice, but you just gotta know what's on the line um, for us, and this is the times that we're in right now, and this is what. Everyone's on the same level field, but I think with our squad being healthy and if uh, if Jose actually does what I know he can do, even though uh, I'm not 100% convinced yet, um, so yeah, I think we're gonna well, I think we're gonna take all three points, um, or sorry, all nine points from those three matches um yeah i think that's that's me so i'll, I'll
0: be Giannis buying you lots roll. of beers i'll be buying yeah. you lots of beers if that's the case oh sorry caesars sorry caesar's, if that's the case yeah. um but yeah i mean i i kind of i agree with you for different reasons i think you know the may united game is interesting i mean uh they're still kind of i think they don't have many uh fitness or health issues i think Pog was back fit but whether or not yep. how how he is with the team is also transfer rumors is he's is his mind in the game is he gone a bit like christian erickson uh before he left is he is is yes. he, already is he already one for out the door and will they be playing him i think and particularly with may united being you know jose's former club um and, and there isn't that as you say that that atmosphere or lack of atmosphere can actually be an advantage for us in that game and i yes. agree with the same in in West Ham and with Sheffield United, both of them, normally it's West Ham's cup final. You know, obviously I think the last time that we played, they, they beat us at home. Um, so they don't have that. There isn't that veracity of their own fans. Um, and Sheffield United, same thing. They're a very strong uh, team at home. Um, the crowd is, it's a close compact stadium is Bramall Lane. So it's a, a, and not having that there um, is interesting. And they play a very individual style, but I think that having those that's when sometimes maybe those extra dif, extra substitutes will work out in our advantage. And it's gonna be interesting to see how it develops. And I, I think as well that um the, the Premier League is is much more competitive obviously than the Bundesliga have been watching. And I think I've watched several games and you can see the golf. You know, you can see you know the between the, the top and the bottom yeah. you know uh, that uh, there really is uh, a golf there. And we play four of our European rivals um, in the run in. Um, and, you know, so, and not many teams that are kind of like dangling towards the bottom, you know, Newcastle mid table, yeah. uh, Palace mid table, Bournemouth. Yeah, they're, they're kind of struggling. So you've got teams who who aren't the other teams aren't really sitting there, you know, really vying for a European spot or worried about relegation. There's, there's a, good, a good chance of a good run in. So I, I'm I'm quite optimistic and I think I can't remember the last time we had a fully fit squad. Um, exactly, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, this, uh, you know, positives out of a negative. It's it's really getting to that stage now where you know we've really got to make it happen, and uh, I'm just uh, uh, looking forward to the schedule coming out and um, and, and seeing all these games. And uh, but then the biggest thing around that as well is just uh, how that's going to look for the supporters' clubs. Uh, will they be able to actually? have the pubs open um you know social distancing liability um all those different things isn't is something to be discussed in the coming weeks i'm sure but uh uh uh, moving on i was interesting as well that uh i don't know if you saw with the zone the zone has actually uh added downloads to their um their application now so you can actually download um the the game after to watch like on your device later yeah. on without having Wi Fi, which i think is great but you know uh, what are your thoughts on on design um, canada in regards to how they've brought the premier league to canada
1: uh, i think it, it's good that way it's uh having to pay i'm i'm a, a cheap guy no um <laughs> i it, i go to the i go to the pub to for the atmosphere and to watch the game obviously um and you know, People at home that can't get out, um, you know, it, it's a good. Uh, probably they actually have improved it since we first started. Um, when some of those games were on, and then when they took over everything, um, the Canadian content. I think sometimes there's a lot of dead air stuff on there. I know uh, we were talking at the at the pub. Uh, I, I want to say it's I can't remember which match, but we were talking about the they don't do any lead up. They're going to have a little panel of uh, discussion, kind of pulling it apart and uh, the mass. And then there wasn't, there's just nothing on there. So I think they need uh, maybe some more Canadian content if it's being done here and then have feeds going to the States or what whatever kind of country, because it, it's, as far as I know, it's going all over the place um, with that. So I like it. Uh, I think they are they are learning and they're getting a better product out there um, for us uh, as supporters to uh, to watch that way.
0: Yeah, I, I'd, I'd add to that. I agree with you. I think that they, they are lacking it, particularly game day experience. I think that yes. the, the I mean, they're using a lot of the Premier League show stuff uh, like Kelly and Wrighty show and a number of other shows that they have the build ups, the, the the pre-game reporting or before the stadiums, the press conferences. All of that is is, you know, you would expect that wherever you are watching it. But I, I agree with you. I think it's that anticipation it's that you know what r- running up to the game it's it's uh, the pre and post game the game finishes and then bang it's off and you, yeah. you don't hear you know the pundits well I, I, you know in some cases it's a good good thing because i you know watching some of the punditry you know most of them are Liverpool and Arsenal, ex-players. Oh, you some can... of them are brutal, yeah, some <laughs> you know, of them are brutal. So, so it's, uh, sometimes it's best not to have them. Even the commentators have been in that, in, in that case. It can be a little bit like, just go, oh, who the hell's this? Shut up, you know. It is I, I, yeah, I,
1: very uh, one-sided sometimes, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot in a number of games. And I remember some of the Europa games uh, a couple of years ago. And it was I think it was Paul Robinson, one of our player, our players. And I think maybe he's been really negative against us to prove that he wasn't biased. But it was like, I mean, everybody in the pub's going, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? You know, it's uh, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's it's really, really uh, been been uh, been weird. But uh, Alan, thanks very much uh, for being my first guest. I really, really appreciate it. you in a great chat. I'm no sure problem. we'll have you back again. And um, I just like to, to wrap up uh, with with a couple of a um, couple of things. Um, the coast to coast to coast update uh, uh i want to have a show later on with people from the furthest flung points of canada uh lucky i've got the drink to get that mm. one out uh so um we've got somebody already highlighted in tofino eh, in bc and obviously they're right on the pacific coast so unless you're really further west up in bc or in the yukon um yeah, you might qualify for north and west we'll see uh, but we're still looking for somebody uh, out east um, as far out east as possible and as north as possible so hopefully if you're interested uh get in contact uh, with uh, with us through true north pod that's t-r-u-e-n-o-r-f-p-o-d at gmail.com we have our twitter feed as well as at true north uh, pod and um, yeah we're just working on uh, adding some extra things uh, upcoming episodes we're hoping to talk in the coming weeks Um, to the other uh, official supporters groups uh, in Canada, in Ottawa and Toronto, uh, as well as I've already been speaking and seeing a delighted to see in Victoria, BC, they're looking at starting a chapter. And we hope to have a guest on uh, from um, from that fledgling group in a few weeks Uh, and a a few surprises as well. We've got I've got some some hooks out there to try and get some surprise guests and um, uh, keep it as much Canadian content as possible going forward. So uh, thanks again and um, uh, keep it peeled for this going on the, on the podcast uh, near you very soon. I and uh, we'll be looking at uh, episode three and episode four. We're trying to get this done in so it's once a week ish. We get them out. We're not to be regimented. It all depends mm-hmm. obviously on the um, availability of our guests uh, talking alone can be you know my the, the intro was 10 minutes and we're already creeping up on 40 plus which is fantastic having having somebody to talk to on a regular <laughs> basis so uh
1: thank you again
0: uh see you soon and come my on you spurs
1: yep we'll go spurs go spurs that
0: was a podcast by true north productions hello there another little epilogue uh, i was so excited to uh start the pod and uh, have Alan on board as our first guest, that I actually forgot to mention in our intro, um, which is actually part of the name of this podcast, Alan, 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 is uh, why <laughs> why we were going to call it that. And that was uh, simply, when I um, see Alan at the BC place for the Whitecaps games, we sit f- close enough together but far enough apart that I have to shout to try and attract his attention, and rarely do I. And I have to go, Alan, Alan, Alan. And if you've seen the internet sensation of that gopher with the voiceover, uh, it just makes me laugh every time. And it—I uh, always find it funny that I appear really stupid to everybody else while I'm calling that out. So that's the name of the podcast. But uh, thanks again. Uh, I'd like to think the podcast today was imperfectly perfect. Uh, We uh, had a lot of fun doing it. Got to work on the noise balance and a few other bits and pieces. But once again, uh, thank you so much for subscribing, uh, continuing to listen and uh, more guests to follow. Hopefully we're going to try and get this done, as I say, once a week. Uh, So looking forward to more to come. Thank you. Come on, you Spurs.